Kerry Harrison of Tiny Giant, how are you going? Good, you? You know, getting by any way I can. No guru, no method, no pension plan. Um, what do I say? Uh, you, hey, we've got a guest on today's um, podcast, haven't we? Tiny we Giant, have. Giant Jams podcast. Um, Robert Vandenberg. Yes, and uh, you're taking this one, aren't you? I am, because you're not here, are you? I'm otherwise occupied, he said, a bit mysteriously. But it's going to be a good show, I think. It is, There's it is. There's plenty to talk Looking about. Looking forward to it, actually. Well, you know what you say? On with the show. So I've got Rob Vandenberg with me. He's the MD of Scribeless. Uh, he's it's an amazing business actually that's using artificial intelligence and robotics to create affordable handwritten marketing at scale. So hi Robbie, thank you so much for joining hi. us. I just wanted to kick off really just asking you to explain what Scribeless do. Great. So first I want to apologise for my voice. Uh, got a bit of a cold. <laughs> so, <coughs> um, but at Scribeless we essentially are the handwriting company. Uh, we use robotics and artificial intelligence to create handwritten marketing at scale to essentially allow companies to first of all send out handwritten notes in a personalised fashion and achieve those improved engagement rates that you see on handwritten marketing but also allow them to do it at scale and in an affordable fashion and we use robotics to essentially do that which holds fountain pens or any other kind of anything from crayons to fountain pens really and then artificial intelligence which can learn anyone's handwriting so whether it's mine yours Carrie mm -hmm. or even someone like Albert Einstein's our system basically mimics and learns how that style works and then repeats the nuances of human handwriting within that Cool. Yeah, it looks it looks really beautiful. The stuff that I've seen so far, it looks really nice. You've even done um, Batman as well, haven't you? I thought. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was really a, That was a more interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. So how did it how did it come about? So how did you start Scribeless and sort of what what gave you the idea and where sure. did you come from really? So a few years ago, uh, my team and I were looking at personalization in marketing and how it was a big trend, and we looked at the different formats in which you could do that with email marketing, social media marketing, things like that, um, and all of them seemed fundamentally unpersonal because it was so obvious that they were done at scale, templated in that kind of fashion. Um, and so we started looking at different formats in which it could be done and kind of stumbled across handwritten as a really powerful way to get in front of your audience but also to you know, give that personalised, luxurious feel to, to, to the yeah. customer experience. And we kind of looked out there and there was a few companies doing it but all of them were doing it with teams of loads of people which okay. you know, is incredibly expensive and incredibly time consuming and not particularly scalable. Okay. So as a team of engineers uh, and software people, um, we started looking at the solution, as I said about two years ago, year and a half, two years ago, to understand whether it could be created by technology. Um, and so we started building the robotics and started building the artificial intelligence and it took a long time um, okay. and it really is kind of research pushing uh, software engineering, but um, we finally reached a stage now where we can really mimic that. Uh, yeah, so it essentially started out of the need we saw for handwritten and, you know, the really strong power of it, but it then evolved into more of a technology company and, okay, and yeah. you know, we can do anything with handwriting, essentially. Yeah. Brilliant. So, what kind of companies and brands do you think your robots can really benefit? Sure. So, essentially, it's any company that really wants to have that personalised experience. Um, we work with a lot of hotels a lot of yeah. banks, essentially organisations that kind of have that luxurious feel to it as well. It's yeah, all about yeah. the you know, customer experience. Um, but even so, we, we, we work with some brands that you wouldn't think that want to send apology letters or even birthday or Christmas cards, just want to do it yeah, quickly. Yeah. Um, just, so yeah, essentially it's just 
the idea being that if you think an email wouldn't be as powerful and you want something else, essentially a lot of the organisations we work with kind of have discovered that and think, what's the next step? And then either come across us or we reach out to them. And yeah, and it's it's normally in, I've seen that they've done a lot of letters, but you can do postcards and things. Sure, so yeah. you can go in a lot of places, can't it? The writing, handwriting. Exactly. So because we're using robotics, um, it can essentially write on almost any material and yeah. write with any pen. So anything from... Um, book covers to postcards to A5 notes I mean the whole spectrum really even business cards yeah um, so yeah a whole range of materials really cool okay that sounds brilliant and one thing that I thought was really interesting about your robots because how many have you got now we've got 10 now we've got 10 now okay is that you give them all names don't you so you name them after famous writers is that right sure yeah, yeah. so, so, so who's your what's your first one or what do you, you call your first robot sure so when we started building them we kind of had robot one robot two robot three oh, and we're like we okay. could be more creative than this. Okay. We be more creative <laughs> this and we were adding uh, different artists poets uh famous people in literature's handwriting um okay. and i mean some of them have incredibly beautiful handwriting okay um and we quite like the idea of having the robot turn on and write out an extract from one of those famous writers or poets, uh, yeah. you know, pieces of work. And so they started to evolve. And the first one we ended up calling was Ernest Hemingway, nice. um, just because I'm a personal fan. And then it's kind of <laughs> gone across a whole range from uh, some obvious ones like William Shakespeare all the okay. way to uh, Langston Hughes, just just a whole range really. Um, and I, I, it kind of depends on who finishes building the robot and who has first dibs. So. Okay, so. <laughs> and they have to have neat handwriting as well. They don't yeah. have neat handwriting their own. <laughs> That's good. That's cool. So have you got you've got female ones and male ones, and is there any reason did you want to give them a? I see what you're talking about being creative, but was it also just to give them a kind of humany sure. feel? Because obviously it, you're doing something that's very human in a way because it's beautiful handwriting, but you, you've also got the robot. So was that something that brought those two together for you? Or sure. It, so yeah. so so and yeah, we do absolutely have male and female names. I just I just named male ones, but I mean Virginia Woolf is one of the early yeah, handwriting yeah, cells we added. Yeah. Um, and one of the robots is called Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> Which is ridiculous calling a robot Virginia, but <laughs> you, you know, to separate um, them. It's quite nice that you can do that. Yeah, and, and so and, and 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 so to answer your question within that, um, I suppose to a degree to personalise them. I mean, it, it just somewhat um, working on engineering problems all day can be a little bit uh, procedural. And yeah, it kind yeah. of breaks up and gives a bit of creativity at least yeah. to their job, but also. Yeah. Um, you're absolutely right it does add a bit of a human touch to it you know we see ourselves as not really the creators of handwriting because a lot of our customers are the creators of their own handwriting we're just the legs in the vehicle to allow them to do it at scale right you know if you're sending out two or three letters realistically you can probably do it yourself you can probably do it quite quickly but if you want to send them at scale and if you want to do them quickly and frankly if your time is more important than writing out letters that's where we come in so it's kind of matching that person's element but kind of stating that we are the legs rather than the mind yeah okay and you can analyse any handwriting so for example Virginia Woolf or William Shakespeare but could you could you look at mine for example and then you could recreate my writing sure exactly exactly I would I would would put one caveat in that that if if it's a doctor's handwriting or (laughs) you know along the lines of that where it's incredibly unneat our system might have a bit of an issue but in the same way a human might have an issue of reading that yeah so um, within reason everyone's handwriting and with uh, accuracy of around 90 to 95% you know if you had the of the odd nuance you put in every thousand character we're probably not going to catch that fine but okay. you know if you have yeah. those common variances and those common nuances you put into your handwriting our system will without a doubt catch it and put it as part of our one of our handwriting styles and then a lot of the customers we work with just want a handwriting style for them okay. and so only they use it yeah 
another thing that I really liked about the output of your um, product is that the writing is is pressed down a little bit harder in certain areas, so it's slightly the ink's slightly darker, it's slightly lighter. That there's and the really interesting thing is it's not like a font in that everything's the same so every eye looks like the same eye it isn't is it everything's sure. very different so it just looks so like handwriting and it's just beautiful exactly and that's and that's exactly why it took so long to create the technology um, yeah. we weren't just looking to mimic handwriting in a font we were looking to mimic every single character so every single character is uniquely processed yeah um, and within that pressure changes depending on where a human generally applies more pressure and where you have in your handwriting and I suppose part of the passion out of the project when we saw it was we kind of what find quite exciting um, is the intersection of art and technology and how that's kind of developing especially in the marketing world you know the last year and a half alone has seen some incredible steps I mean if you go to the I'll be back events yeah. you'll see it firsthand yeah um, and so within that I suppose mimicking that handwriting and being kind of obsessive with it has kind of been our essentially jobs for the last two years and it's been, been really yeah. interesting doing that amazing so how do you see your services or your robots changing going forward? Have you got sort of plans for how you might develop it? And Absolutely. Are you going to diversify space? Sure. So, so far what we've done is we've essentially set up our own production facility where okay. we create campaigns, but we're starting to work with organisations to allow them to have it in-house. Okay. So they can send out, you know, if a hotel wants to do welcome notes, for example, they can do it the day the customer arrives and go and put it in their room. Or um, if an e-commerce business wants to offer handwritten notes as part of their service, they can potentially have it in-house. Okay. But within the technology, what's interesting is we're starting, our system's starting to get better at learning things like calligraphy. Okay. So yeah. calligraphy is naturally quite a different beast to handwriting. You know, the way it's created, and it's, it's even, it, it's more art than it is handwriting. Okay. So our system can now essentially essentially do that, mimic that really well. Um, and and we were chatting before, and you asked about drawing. Yes, and that's our, one thing I was going to ask yeah, about too. And yeah. our, 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 our robots can draw. I mean, that's how we actually started before we got into the handwriting. We were oh, testing right? and drawing okay. different things. Okay. And but in particular, uh, in the late 1800s, you'd have patent artists that would spend time drawing out exactly what the pattern was going to be for and if you google it you see some like amazingly beautiful drawings okay. but all of them are essentially line drawings you know super simple and so we can basically bring that into our system and it can essentially recreate that in the same way someone would have done in the late 1800s which is it's really nice we've got them dotted all over the production facility which is quite nice when you walk in lovely lovely yeah so if someone did want to use your services for example like how do you arrange it do they do a one-off job is it a subscription service what kind of things to do or does it depend on your clients it completely really? depends on the clients yeah. needs you know handwriting is pretty versatile yeah. and handwriting for marketing is just as versatile okay. um, at the moment so far we've done a lot of uh, batch orders and subscription style um, but you know it completely depends on the use case and it's a pretty simple process it's pretty much as easy as doing an email marketing campaign right so, okay. so it's pretty, it's, straight, it's, yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward yeah and can you actually have a robot and take it into your business actually have one made and brought into your business as in, as in it would be there all the time or not yet not give yet. it time give okay. it time so we're yeah. working towards that um, yeah. it's essentially now we've built the technology it's incredibly yeah. efficient and and works very fast in handwriting very neatly yeah it's now just scaling it down um and so as i mentioned before you know we can we can put the robots in e-commerce facilities and, right, and okay. some facilities now perfect, um, perfect but getting it to the stage where you know your average office potentially have one has one we're a little way off but we'll get there yeah of course you will yeah amazing cool so 
lastly, do you have any tips or advice for anyone out there who's got a great idea and wants to make it happen? Because I think you're a really brilliant example of someone who's worked really, really hard, you've had a brilliant idea and has made it happen. And I know that that was not an easy process and it takes a lot of hard work. In fact, that you've been up, sure. you're up till half past two this morning finishing off some stuff. So, so yeah, yeah so fun. Rob does work ridiculously hard. But yeah, any tips for anyone who you know is pretty young is out there, or anyone who's not young but just someone who wants to make something happen? What would you? Give sure. As your so I, I, I would say that I have no experience in robotics and no experience in software. Wow. Um, okay. At all, I brought people in. Yeah. I figured out at the start how, how the robotics would work, did some prototyping myself, yeah. did a little bit of software myself, but you know, I'm not good at those things at all in any capacity. You ask my engineers and they'll say you're a moron on that. Really? That's um, really interesting. And so essentially okay. I would say if you're going to start an idea, just give it a crack. I mean, everyone has time. Realistically, everyone has time. Even if it's an afternoon or on Sunday, yeah. you have time to understand whether people actually want what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't take a lot to essentially draw out an idea and then go and talk to people. Yeah, and try yeah. and get good feedback. Yeah, yeah. And if you can do that and you get great feedback, then you know it's an obvious step forward. And then it's just the next step of okay, how do I make the most basic version of this? And you know, all of this is there's huge amounts of literature out there about how you do that. And you know, do a great a straight Google search and you'll find a hundred books on it. But it, it, you know, a big worry I think for a lot of people is oh, it's going to cost so much money and it's so difficult and all those things. And it is if you take it as a three-year project, but anything is if you take it as a yeah, three-year yeah, time gap. Yeah. You break it into weeks and months, it becomes just easy, simple tasks that you're probably doing your job or at university, you know, already. Yeah. It's just essentially that you're, you have your own autonomy in doing that and no one's telling you to do it. You just want to do it yourself because either it's really interesting, which was partly why I started this, um, or there's clearly a market needs or anything along those lines, you know. And, and it doesn't really matter what it is. I mean, even if it's something you know like the back of your hands, just doing those first steps allow you to say, you know, give confidence in yourself and be like, yeah. I already know that yeah. I've done those steps and like nothing is missing and I'm not, you know, I'm not missing something. Cool, okay, that's good. So, and also the collaboration side of things is really important to you. Did you ever get any funding or did you go through any accelerator programs or anything like that? And have you found those helpful? Sure, so, and, and, and you're absolutely right in terms of finding talent. You know, I wouldn't be, Scribblers wouldn't be where it is without my team. Yeah. My yeah. team are excellent engineers, yeah. truly excellent engineers. Brilliant. It took me a long time to find them. The right people, frankly. Yeah. Okay. Um, but again, it's the thing of find an engineer. If they don't work for you, well, you've tried it, you now know how engineering works a little bit better okay. and you find someone better. But yeah. in terms of accelerators and things like that, we uh, we fully self-funded through uh, revenues, a tiny amount of my savings from my last job, but they, okay. they ran out very quickly, <laughs> uh, and some grant funding. And then in terms of accelerators, we got into the Bristol Robotics Lab um, and Launchbase, which are based over in the University of West of England, okay. and they essentially allow us to really develop and prototype the robotics technology. And then also NatWest um, Hub Accelerator, which is, you know, your, your normal business accelerator, but it's free. Yeah, um, okay. And that's fantastic. Brilliant. Lovely. Okay. I think that's uh, everything. We are at pretty much 15 minutes and we don't like to go fantastic. on too much, as thank you know. You so thank you so much. It's been, yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Cheers. from Scribeless. Hey, you enjoyed the interview. I really enjoyed doing it. 
It's difficult doing a podcast actually because you can't see the product but if you get a chance do have a look at it because he showed me some of the samples that his robot has created and the handwriting is absolutely gorgeous so do have a look at what he's been up to. So you're probably wondering why am I back on again? This is what happens not you see you leave me for one session on my own this is what happens but no the this is what we're going to call the tiny giant takeouts and it's a response really to some of the feedback we've had from you guys and it's going to be just at the end of the podcast and it's a bit of a chance for us to go over what our interviewees talked about and just to provide some lessons or some little tips or advice or things that we've learned that might help you in your practice whether you're marketing or whether you're working in the AI space. So I've taken a few takeouts from the interview with Rob and I'm just going to as normal just going to crack on so here goes. So the first thing I wanted to mention was the fact that it's really clear from Rob's product how it can benefit people in the marketing area and how it can help businesses, especially luxury brands or people who really want to provide a personal touch. And Rob mentioned that it would work that it was working already really well for hotels. He's done some really fun things with Lego, for example, where he's used Batman and other really interesting types of handwriting but I could also see it working really well for charities where you want to give a real personal touch maybe who's someone who's out in the field for example who might want to write back and tell people how their money is being used I could see it working well for luxury food brands maybe wine merchants or artisans of any kind really people who maybe want to offer personal tasting notes for example so I think it would work really well in a load of spaces but those are just a few thoughts that I've had this afternoon. Also, another thing that Rob mentioned, and which is something that Tiny Giant talk about quite a bit, is the fact that artificial intelligence can really help to free up time. So Rob was saying there that rather than spending ages writing handwritten cards individually, scribeless robots actually give you the chance to get those things done really quickly and at scale, but then to give you more time to run your business and do maybe more strategic thinking or some more creative stuff. So it's really good for that 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 area of of work. I also really love the idea that even though Rob's at the cutting edge of AI, I mean he's actually created a robot arm that writes like a person, that writes like any person from Shakespeare to you to me to Virginia Woolf and it looks amazing. But what I really love is the fact that even though that is cutting edge that there's always still somewhere to go and there's ways to progress. So he was talking about the fact that robots might eventually draw, he's already explored that area, that eventually he'll be creating robots that can slot into a business. It's just really great to know that we have got always got somewhere to go, that we can always push ourselves and go somewhere different and, de- and keep developing and exploring new areas. So it's a really exciting time. And last but not least, I thought Rob's tips as an entrepreneur were also really great and it's clear that he's worked so hard to make this happen he's so driven so dedicated the fact he was up till 2 30 this morning finishing off some work is pretty indicative of what he's like all the time from what I know about him so far and I think a lot of the stuff he's talked about something some of the things resonate very much with us as well at Tiny Giant so I think the idea of finding a great team was really important to him and what really surprised me actually was the fact that he hadn't got any robotics experience of his own, but he's pulled in and hooked up with the right people, people that he's really 
taken a lot of time to find. So that's great. And that's been hugely influential and absolutely essential to the development of his product. So that collaboration side of things is really important. Also, we talked about getting feedback. And I think that's something that everyone can definitely benefit from. And we're getting feedback all the time and trying to apply those lessons to what what we're up to but getting really honest feedback from people and then changing your product in light of what people need and want and also uh, very wise words about the fact that everyone has some time and you often think oh my god I just don't have any time and I have to say that is very much the case with with me but he was saying even if it's a Sunday afternoon or maybe it's early morning, but just finding some time somewhere, I suppose, even if it's a couple of minutes every day just to work on something that you're really passionate and excited about. It's just good to know that if you find that time, you can make things work for you. So I thought those were really lovely pieces of advice and definitely things that we can all take on board and we'll definitely take those on board as well. So there you have it. I'm going to stop there. We want to keep this nice and short. So thanks, Rob. Thanks everyone for joining us. It's, um, It's been a pleasure as ever. So cheers and we'll see you soon. Thank you.